Bold. And it's Tony Adams put through by Steve Bold. Would you believe it? Pass and it's over Mars. He's passed Pistone and Arsenal have taken the lead. Well, one Dutchman may be missing, but the other one is there. It's a dream double for Arsenal. The champions have won the FA Cup, and Arsenal's academy has come up with the right answers again. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the teams of our lives with myself, Marcus Speller, and in for Andy Brassel, it's Jim Campbell. Hi. How are you doing, baby? I'm good. Jim. Disappointed you can't roll the R in my name because there isn't one, but yeah. you can't have everything, can you? Well, how, how would you overpronounce your name then? Well, you, you Jim, Jim Campbell. Yeah, maybe. Well, you put the P in there, but That's it's silent for a reason. Campbell. Yeah. Uh, Pete does that on the, um, uh, you know, Luke's game thing. Jim Campbell wins. He does. He does, actually, yeah. yeah. So that's probably the template. Um, it's teams of our lives, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Andy, uh, I, I just said, Andy, you know what? Just sod off for a week. I want to hear Jim's thoughts because today we are doing the 1961 Tottenham Hotspur. <laughs> <laughs> as if we are. No, we're, we're doing, doing an Arsenal team. And and what an Arsenal team. It's the 1997-98 double winning Arsenal yeah. side. And people, I think, forget about this team because of the Invincibles, Jim. Yes. And this side was very, very good, evidently. Yes, and also it was kind of a blueprint, wasn't it, for, mm. for what was to come uh, from, from Wenger, from, um, you know, that, that eventually culminated in the, the unbeaten team. Yes. Um, because, you know, he was still getting his feet under the door. People say, like, people say it's his first full season in charge, but mm -hmm. he joined in the September of the season before. So he'd, he had had most of a season, yeah. so it's a bit of a misnomer. It, it was technically right. a bit of one. But, but I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But, but he hadn't been in English football long. No. People were still sort of doubting his credentials, weren't they? Well, he'd, he'd come from Japan. He had come from Japan. <laughs> As uh, Alex Ferguson pointed Spat. out. <laughs> but it was quite the appointment when, when Arsene... But do you remember when Wenger was appointed? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you I, do. Because, well, yeah, I remember the, um, you the thought, kind that's of a long term appointment. Of who's, who's, who is this guy? Because, yeah. Um, yeah, I thought he'll be here for decades. <laughs> um <laughs> But actually, back then, that wasn't so weird. No, because it was like Before that, George Graham had been the only Arsenal manager I'd known. Mm. And then Bruce Rio could come along for a bit and it, it hadn't really worked out. Although he did sign Dennis Bergkamp. So that was, mm. you know, that was pretty exciting as well. But, you know, it'd been a bit, it, just, it had been a bit rubbish mm. and it hadn't quite worked out. Um, so it's hard to remember really what I felt about Wenger's signing because it was such a long time ago. But it was, it, it was a bit exciting because it was unknown. And it was, it was, you know, people calling him the professor mm. and like he had come from Japan. Is that just because he wore glasses, though? I think it was. But I mean, he is professorial, isn't he? Yeah, he is, but nicknames certainly back in those days. probably I mean, I, coincidence that I, I was, he also happens to be a bit professorial. Yes, I mean, I was very fortunate um, in a previous uh, life to have worked with uh, Ian Wright. And mm. he... I'd, and we've you and I have both met Adrian Clark. We've played football with him. Yes, lovely man who does a lot of stuff with Arsenal um, media. Mm -hmm. I was about to do him a huge disservice. Yes. He doesn't do you work. Didn't, uh, you yeah. didn't do what you were about to do. No, no, no. no. Very much um, the uh, in house the official Arsenal media. Yes. <laughs> and 
Uh, but he's top man. I haven't seen him for a few years. And I said to uh, Ian Wright, I said, oh, I met Adrian Clark a few times. And he immediately went, ah, oh, the, what did he call the him? The Reverend. The Reverend. Yeah. He went, the Reverend. And I was like, oh, what are you, Christian is he? Was he? And he went, ah, oh, why'd you call him the Reverend? And Ian Wright said, uh, I think it was just because he was a really nice bloke. <laughs> Immediately bombed out by Wenger, sadly. Yeah, yeah, it shouldn't warrant a nickname being a nice bloke. No, it? it shouldn't. So nicknames can sometimes. Wasn't Pat Nevin called the Professor because he Probably. was because Luke heard this well, where he was um, caught, as somebody described it. He was caught reading a book. Wow. Wow. So yes, but the professor, uh, Arsene Wenger, came yeah. in, and again, it was very. Some were thinking this is a bit of an underwhelming perform uh, appointment because who on earth is he? Mm. Uh, but he would quickly uh, get going. I think he finished third in the league in, in Arsenal. Yeah. So his first season, not full season, but you know. So expectations were pretty high by then. Uh, yes, but this is not. But but the Arsenal's Wenger took Arsenal to that title. Winning yes. sort of uh, a status, if you yes. like. And obviously... It's been a while. Yeah, and of course, we know the last sort of 13, 14 years, whatever it was, they didn't win um, the league. But but he did take them to that because you had George Graham obviously won the league in the late 80s. But Arsenal... Early the, 90s as well. Yeah, uh, early and mid, mid-90s. But they became a sort of a, a cup team. Yes. If you see them win, they won the FA Cup and League Cup in 93. They won Much the like cup. now, weirdly. Yeah, I suppose so. But they also won the Cup Winners' Cup in 94. Yeah. Uh, they'd reached the final in 95. So, but... I don't. They were obviously a decent side, but Manchester United had taken over. Blackburn Rovers, lest we forget, won the league, and they were were decent. Newcastle had had come up at this point as well. So Arsenal, um, they were in there, but but he took them in this season ninety seven ninety eight. He obviously took them to win them the championship and kind of sort of got them back on track. If you see what I mean. I'm not that they were horrendously off track, but but, but he brought them in and he, they became champions of England again which is obviously where they feel that they, they, they should always be gunning for. Yeah, and it's a funny one with, with how Arsenal feel they belong there because that in itself hasn't always been the case. Mm-hmm. There is an idea now that that's always been the case, but mm-hmm. it's it certainly, it's a fairly recent thing mm-hmm. where I think the idea of the super clubs, you know, Arsenal see themselves as there because they're in the Champions League for mm-hmm. so long and they've got the stadium, they've got a very strong brand. Yeah. They're called Arsenal. You know, yes. it's, it's it's very sellable. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was... It was huge that Wenger could come there and and, and realise that, and mm-hmm. it, it was a difficult one as well because Arsenal had they were boring, boring Arsenal at the time. <laughs> yeah, and they were starting right, yeah. to come out of that, and you know mm-hmm. they had they had a few glamour signings, and it was getting a bit um, a little bit less kind of industrial. Mm-hmm. But in that first team, mm-hmm. Wenger kept hold of the best parts of that. Obviously, he inherited one of the, the most robust defences that mm-hmm. the top flight of English football has ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people use that as a stick to beat him with. But, you know, he he worked with what he had and he added some some real finesse to it. But, you know, the players he added, like... I mean, I was looking, looking back at some old clips yesterday, knowing we were going to do this this show. Mm-hmm. And it's the most obvious thing to say. But have you seen footage of Patrick Vieira yeah. recently? Mm-hmm. There's not been a player like it in the Premier League. No, I like, agree. The, the range of the man's legs. Yeah. Like, he's, a, he's, he's like a physical marvel. Mm. And it was... He was such a difficult player to play against, oh. and no one had ever really kind of come up against that sort of thing. And I don't think they have since either. Mm. It was such a unique individual, and to to have kind of plucked him from Milan's reserves, put him straight in the team mm-hmm. as well. Like he, he really showed a lot of faith in him straight away. It was just transformative. And obviously, Anelka uh, was there at that mm. season as well, and that was he was an un- unknown quantity. And it was back in a time where you could have an unknown quantity. Yeah. But you, you simply can't have that in the same way now because there are a lot of like, there's a lot of software that will show you like a, 
a Lithuanian left back, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. best crosses, and I've I've seen some of it. You know, mm-hmm. like it's oh, you it's will mad, type yeah. in a player's name or a league's name. You can look at any player you want, and it will sh- it will just have video video footage of what their crosses are like from the left, mm-hmm. what their what their throw-ins are like. It it was um, you'll know if someone's pacey or not. You know, you won't you, you won't sort of see the first five minutes of playing. Go, oh, he's a bit quick or something. Yeah, and you you, you don't even have to just read it and take you know, t- take this bit of software's word for it. You can watch it. You can mm. see it for yourself. That didn't exist back then. So all these, these new players coming in, especially that a lot of them were, that they were from abroad, mm. was so exciting. It was yeah. like, oh, wow, we're becoming really cosmopolitan and really, mm-hmm. like, you know, just really, really interesting and exciting. Well, modern, I suppose you would say. Yeah, absolutely. Say. I mean, you're right. I, I think that when people think about, again, they go to the Invincible season, and that team was obviously solid because you had Sol Campbell, you had... Um, at times, Edu, you had uh, Gilberto Silva, you know, mm-hmm. incredibly. You still had, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think, but even someone like Thierry Henry, you, know, was, was so, you yeah. don't think of him being solid. You know, no, they were, all, they were all strong. But, but they were all very strong uh, uh, players that w- wouldn't be bullied, but also had the quality as well. But this side was very much like that. You, you know, you talk about the back line, obviously. I mean, Nigel Winterburn and yeah. Lee Dixon. Um, uh, Steve Bold played a lot oh, this Steve season. Bold, yeah, he, he scored a decent number of goals as well. Bold, Keown and, and obviously and Tony, Tony Adams, Adams yeah. were, all, were all still there. Which is mad to think that Steve Bold was still there at this point yeah. and played. I mean, he started 21 league games. So again, that, that's what they're doing. Obviously, David. Steve Bold was so underrated. Yeah. So underrated. Well, because I think brilliant defender. people look at him and think, oh, he's a big old bruiser and, yeah. uh, uh, and whatnot. But uh, yeah, David Seaman obviously in goal. So you had that incredibly solid platform and it was and, and Wenger could have come in and broken it up yeah. but he was wise obviously he subsequently would but that's because of age and you know obviously everyone has their shelf life but he came in and putting Vieira in there as, as, as you've mentioned but also um, Emmanuel Petit yes and again Petit you can forget about what I keep using the word solid but imagine playing against those two yeah they were such they were so classy and when I say bullies, I don't mean it no, in the... they were bullies. Yeah, okay, they were bullies, yeah. They're a pair of absolute bastards. <laughs> no, well, that's... And that's the thing, that since Vieira, Arsenal have never really had that. No. That is the the position on the pitch. But I think... That the Arsenal fans and neutrals watching Arsenal have gone, where's your man in the centre there? Where's mm. the player? And they had two of them. And, and, it was, and it's quite surprising that, again, years and years and years later, how Wenger didn't sort of remember the value of yeah. that. Yeah, I think the difference... I think because Vieira in particular was such a unique mm. type of player, you can't really go like for like. Yeah. There's not an option to do that. So I think that was part of the problem. Mm. I and mean, obviously to... he did want to, he just wanted to sort of have kind of, for some reason, kind of smaller, more technical players in the middle mm-hmm. for, for whatever his reasons were uh, later on. Um, I mean, they had Yaya Toure on loan. <laughs> or they, I mean, Yaya Toure played for... Uh, Beveren, which was Arsenal's feeder club for a long time. That's mm-hmm. where Emmanuel um, Abue and, and also mm-hmm. Kola Toure came from. There's a famous picture of Yaya Toure in an Arsenal mm. kit playing in a game on a trial. It's just like, that, that, what a missed opportunity that is. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, it's funny actually because if you think about it, at the end of this season, 1998, of course, Petit and, and, and Co go to the World Cup and Petit, I mean, he scores in the final. You know, yes. like, what, what a season that was for. For, for one or two of those French players playing for Arsenal. Got Mark Overmars in there as well. Well, so absolutely. You, now Mark Overmars signing for Arsenal was one where you see it on the back pages, you get really, really excited mm-hmm. about it. And, the, you know, they, Arsenal don't make that many of those signings. Mm. I remember Alexis Sanchez signing and it being really, really exciting. Mm-hmm. But that was, after Bergkamp, that was the one that really made me like, you know, really 
really excited. Yeah, I mean, again, very much that sort of, he was the archetypal winger with pace. Mm. Like one of the quickest players that you could you could remember. I know also like quite short, so it looked funny when he runs. Exactly. I know every every top player now has pace. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you think of Mbappe and so and he probably he's almost certainly wouldn't be quicker than Mbappe and something. But back in those days it did seem that if you had pace it was quite rare. Well if you had pace and you could control the ball when yeah. you ran. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And it, it and Overmars it was the same thing, you know, you know what he's going to do. You just can't stop him. And um also he's called Mark Overmars. It's yeah. just a cool name. It is a cool name. And 45 appearances in total that season and 16 yeah. goals. Yeah, he And was... it showed you the goal threat. Some people can forget that about yeah. his game, that he was quite a tidy finisher and none more so because we're talking about all these players, but the actual title race as well. Bearing in mind, you know, up against Manchester United, mm. who knew how to do it, but there was a moment in the season where Arsenal had played a few less games than Manchester United. And I think maybe they had four games in hand or something like that. And Manchester United had about eight points on the board ahead of Arsenal. Peter Schmeichel giving an interview going, I'd rather be in our position. You've got the points in hand. It's like, yeah, but there is more. I mean, that's four games, you know. Yeah. And and of course, Arsenal went on that run, didn't they? And and it all sort of really, it didn't culminate, but it sort of looking back, it feels like it did again at that match at Old Trafford when Arsenal go there. And it's a, it's a huge game and they win 1-0 and Mark Overmars scores the goal with about... Through Schmeichel's legs. Through Schmeichel's legs. What a cool finish! Yeah, with such a crucial moment. Absolutely, I mean, but that was that was what you knew you were getting with him. He was one of those mm-hmm. players where they were elite, and they were coming from. They had a big reputation because they delivered effectively, yeah. and, and 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 it proved to be the case. But it was a strange title race, as you say. I mean, mm. Arsenal won the league with seventy-eight points, very low. Yep. Which so it was a, it was a weird season. Yeah. It was a case where you know. United collapsed a little bit. They did. And I think because, you know, the, the famous collapse of the 90s <laughs> um, involved them overtaking uh-huh. Keegan's Newcastle a few years before that. Yeah, yeah. Um, perhaps that one isn't remembered so much. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it was... Uh, it was it, it's, it's weird to call it a transitional season, but it was that as well. Mm. You had kind of Ian Wright kind of yeah. coming towards the end. There was a point. Um, Arsenal lost at home to Blackburn, 3-1, I think it was. And Ian Wright was booed off. And he 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 responded um, by basically being at the window of the East Stand, just wearing his vest and his pants, sort of like haranguing the crowd. And that was the season where he broke the goal scoring record. Mm. And that was also the season where Dennis Bergkamp scored that hat trick against Leicester. There was a lot of really really famous yeah. Arsenal stuff in that year. Uh-huh. I mean, Bergkamp was their top scorer with with twenty two goals. And Bergkamp, you you think of his goals, but you think of so much more. Yeah. But he was he. I mean, he just like it was. It was um, it it was the league stepping up, wasn't it? Yeah, that might. I don't want that to sound too sort of smug an Arsenal fan because you could say the same about Gianfranco Zola and mm-hmm. and some other players yeah. coming in. Where it, it was it was kind of this sort of finesse, I suppose, and 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 technical ability that we weren't mm-hmm. so familiar with that we didn't always associate with English football. Yeah, and I think with Burkamp again, if you look at his stats, you know they're not too shabby. But we've been brainwashed by Messi and Ronaldo. Yeah. Uh, and you think to yourself, well, he didn't have much pace. But Burkamp was one of the very few players where when you watched him play, you thought, well, this is a privilege. Yes. It was just the way he played, the way he took down the ball. Again, the, 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 there's plenty of games where he probably went missing a little bit. Um, the, 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 there's games where, again, if you look at the stats, it might not be that impressive. You could say the same thing about Zidane at club level. Yeah. 
Um, but there's just something about the way they play the game, the moments they provide, they have the sort of the highlight reels and all that. And it's the touch and it's the balance. It's it's the stuff that you don't often value as a player. We often value pace, certainly in this country anyway, mm. the pace and the, the power that we've talked about, you know, the likes of Vieira and Petit and so on, even though they had uh, so much more to their games. But it was the intelligence about about all those players, but Burkamp as well. And again, it's things like balance and touch and just the class of, of stillness his and speed. Yeah, exactly. Which is the name of his book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. It, 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 he was such a phenomenal player, and him and Ian Wright, and sometimes Anelka that season as well. They were a great duo up front because it was really a four four two that he was he was playing. And don't forget old Ray Parler. Yeah, no, Ray Parler stuck around a long time. He, he did really really well. He completely revolutionised his own game and his Often own forgotten. fitness and diet. Oh, massively, mm. massively. Yeah, I think Ray Ray Parler has done a bit of a disservice in in mm-hmm. in the history of the game. Actually, um, he very very nearly scored a lovely third that would have been the cherry on the on top of the FA Cup final as mm. well. But of course, I mean we've seen him win over Pete's Newcastle had That's to suffice <laughs> over a young Pete Donaldson's Newcastle. That's right. Yeah, with Alan Shearer, of course, in mm. Newcastle then. And and who could forget the semi final? The, the 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 obviously the round before that with Christopher Ray chipping in with the goal. Yeah, he got we got a couple over the season. He yeah, did. It was, it was one that you know he didn't quite work out so well for was Christopher he, Ray. Was he related to George Ware? Or is it just because no, their names were similar? Yeah. yeah. Um I think he was actually related to, uh, to was George he? Ware. Yeah. Okay. I like that when when people just see a surname and it's kind of like I mean often like cousins and stuff don't have the same surname yeah as, as, you know. uh, but there was I, I quite like the fact that David Platt was still there yes I, see I remember David Platt scoring quite a few goals for Arsenal and I've just misremembered that because he simply didn't well I remember but I think him... he, he had a good season that year which is probably what I'm remembering well I think he scored a winning goal against Manchester United in a 3-2 home win if my memory serves me well but again another experienced player who could just sort of slot in and do a job. And that's the thing with this side. You had a bit of youth with regards to, you know, Nicholas and Elka being the obvious one. But you had, a uh, and Patrick Vieira himself, you know, and, and, and a few others, but you also had a lot of experience. And Wenger got the blend right with that. Yeah. And, 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 he, and he created quite something. The, the only surprising thing really looking at this season is the fact that Arsenal went out of the first round of the UEFA Cup to Pauk. Yeah, and you think what the bloody hell is that about? Because they'd shown in previous seasons, you know, they've got a bit of pedigree in Europe. They go on to win the uh, the Premier League and the FA Cup, and then they went yeah. out to a side that is traditionally not one of the big teams in Greece. Yeah, it's a very weird one, that isn't it? Probably. But back then that could happen. I remember Manchester United going to Ferenc Varos in Hungary, going, "Oh, it's a tricky ball." They were lucky, yeah. good performance to get a win out there. I mean, there were a lot more unknowns as well at the mm. time in terms of the variables and uh, about these teams so there might be something that could kind of sucker punch you that you mm. weren't aware of whereas today you'd be you'd know about it and you prepare for it but perhaps mm-hmm. back then that didn't happen so much and maybe in the long term it was good because it you know it I, know, I doubt there were as many games then as there are now in, mm. in Europe but you know, it freed them up to just concentrate on on the domestic double, which yeah. they won, which they which they did. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw a few names out for you, Jim, and mm-hmm. some people may have forgotten that they actually played five league starts that year. Matthew Upson, yep. So Matthew that's Upson. good enough for a medal, I think. I believe so. Yeah. Um, Luis Boamorte. Oh, see, he was another one I was really excited about. Yeah. This, this Portuguese like live wire forward, but we didn't see much of him. Yeah. So he, again, it. he sounded cool. He did. This, you can tell a lot about my child's brain, <laughs> the things that appeal to me. Oh, not English. Cool name. Yeah. I love this player already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now all I need to do is them to match up to my idea of them, which Overmars did and Boa Morte, unfortunately, did not. Absolutely. Stephen Hughes got a, yes. got a fair few appearances that season. But two, two who went on to Fulham there. Is that right? Uh, yeah, uh, Stephen Hughes played. He might well have done. 
Um, Boa Monte certainly did. Uh, Remy Gard was in was involved, and Gilles Grimondi. Yeah, Gilles Grimondi was that player who. It's it seems to be the case that that it, it, there was a period. I don't know if this still is the case, but there was certainly a period where every team who won the league, they had a clogger in there, yeah. and everyone just say, "How come they're there?" Was that would that be fair to say Grimondi was that bit, guy? Yeah, Grimondi I think went on to scout for Arsenal as well, so he, he had a long yeah. kind of career with them. But yeah, there was a, there was a bit. He was kind of the one that. He was the one that wasn't the Vieira, you know, Elianelka. Yeah. He was the guy we'd never heard of that perhaps wasn't quite as dazzling. Yeah, that's it. Because there was an idea that Wenger was like magic for a while. Do you mm. remember? Where he could just find these players from nowhere and you get people going, oh, why doesn't he play any English players? It's like, no, it's that's not how it works. He doesn't like yeah, 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 put yeah. a spell on a position and then just chuck anyone in there and that person <laughs> becomes good. <laughs> uh, going back to the, the home defeat to, to Blackburn, that was a turning point, actually, uh, for, for Arsenal. They led 1-0 in that game. Uh, my mate Kevin Gallagher uh, got the second and Timmy Sherwood got the third mm. to, to, to rub it in. Tim, Tim, but dim. Indeed, yeah. That was in December 1997. They then went to Wimbledon and the game was abandoned due to floodlight problems. Yeah, which sounds mad, doesn't it? Oh, like, in, a, in a Premier League game, that would ever happen. Exactly, yeah. But from then... They went on quite a remarkable run, beating Leicester. They drew away um, to Tottenham. But you look at the results. That, that annoys it, me, that. Yeah. What, that, that, that I didn't beat Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> that really annoys yeah, you still. Genuinely. No, uh, So they go on. They, 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 they concede zero goals right up until Newcastle United on the 11th of April, which it, it is an absolutely remarkable Well, that run. was the defence they had, though, wasn't it? Like, it was incredible. I mean, it is remarkable. If you, if you knew those... If you knew that team, you'd go, actually, if anyone's going yeah. to do this. Eight clean sheets in a row. Not that many goals scored uh, until they played Newcastle, which they still won. They got their revenge on Blackburn Rovers, winning 4-1 away, so on mm. aggregate. Um, <laughs> and, 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 they, and they were just, they were like a runaway freight train, just kept winning, battered Wimbledon 5-0. Um, and, and, and it goes all the way. Obviously, they, they, they beat Manchester United um, uh, at 1-0 away. And that was on the 14th of March. In 1998, and I just remember that was when they really put themselves in front, and the steely determination to get over the line. And for Arsenal, really, it all went down to the game third of May at home to Everton, and uh, the, the game, the, the goals at four nil to Arsenal. It was a Slaven Bilic own goal. Wow, the good Arsenal goal, and um, the Mark Overmars got two. And it was, it, it seemed like it was a bit nervy because obviously the fans were like, oh, you know, we're in this position, but the way Arsenal were playing. It just seemed inevitable that they would, they would, they would sort of, they would do this. They were, they were getting the results, and the wonderful moment, despite the fact they were three 0 up against Everton with with not much time remaining, they were still like, oh, it was, you know, Martin Tyler of the commentary, Tony Adams coming through the middle. Can you believe it? You know, and yeah. he smashes that ball in that with his weaker foot. Yeah. yeah, it sums it all up. Was it left foot? It was, I think it was his left foot. Tony just... Adams put through on goal <laughs> on a on on a break. Yeah. Smashing it in <laughs> with his left foot to make it four 0 for Arsenal to win the title. I mean, that is that is ridiculous. Isn't that one of the greatest moments in the history of Arsenal? Surely, oh, because it's Adams, doubt. yeah, and the finish. You you put it yeah. all into that cocktail. That, it's the cherry on top. Yes, the ultimate cherry. Mm. Uh, and and it went because the the funny thing is, there are two results after that. 
because they've obviously won the league, they lose 4-0 away to Liverpool. Yeah. That suggests to me that the party had been, uh, you know, because it was only three days later. Yeah. And then they lost 1-0 to uh, to, Ast- to 10 well, men yeah, at Aston I mean, Villa. The, the official on the line on that is that they were resting players and preparing for the FA Cup. But yeah. I think, you know, mm. it's probably well, a little bit of after-party over in there as well. It worked because they won the FA Cup. They did win the FA Cup, you know. And again, it was Mark Overmars who um, who, who scored and then and it Anelka. was a nice finish from Anelka and that was that. And I remember seeing poor old Alan Shearer with sort of hands on hips thinking, I came to Newcastle to deliver that that yeah. trophy, and you thought to yourself, "Well, maybe, maybe you know, there's time." I want the time, and sadly, it wasn't. But there was no way they were beating Arsenal that day. No, they um, they had a chance when mm. Martin Keown made a mistake in the box, and Shearer pounced on it. Yeah, mm. but he hit the post, and um, yeah, but you know, Arsenal just looked too strong. They were just they were just too they were just too robust. Yeah, they were they were just such a good side, especially by that point as well. Mm-hmm. They really played themselves into into mm-hmm. confidence. And like I say, it was a weird season. Yeah, like seventy eight points yeah. is very very low. Well, they they lost six games. Yeah, I mean, uh, but they were champions for the last two. Of so course, it's a yeah, bit yeah. of a misnomer that. Well, okay, fair enough. But yeah, you, no, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah, but and, and it's quite funny how they they because if you look at that that the 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 top two they've had seventy eight points Manchester United had seventy seven you think did it go to the wire but no of course no, they, yeah. they were they, they were that far ahead uh, incredible Arsenal well, won the league and then just got on the piss <laughs> that's it oh yesterday eh Jim <laughs> <laughs> although actually that said that was exactly the kind of culture that Wenger changed so mm. maybe they didn't maybe they who didn't. knows who knows. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us for the teams of our lives today. Jim, that was a, that was a pleasure. Nice talking about uh, Big Veng and those gun guns. Indeed. Lovely old job. Well, yes, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week. The Football Ramble is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creative Network.